Welcome to A Fork in Time, the alternate history podcast. Welcome back to A Fork in Time, the alternate history podcast, and it's Alexis back in the host chair today, but today I'm flying solo, and today we're going to be continuing with our forays into the areas of history surrounding World War II that we've been on a little bit of a kick lately with, as you might have been able to guess from the title of today's episode. But we're not going to be touching on World War II in a way that might seem particularly obvious at first, and we'll, we'll get into that as we go through. Another reason why I want to focus on today's topic is that, once again, it is quite timely in terms of publication of the episode as we're coming up on the anniversary of its discovery. So have you been able to figure out what we are covering today? It's related to World War II, it's something that was discovered, and it was something that was discovered in late September. Well, I won't hold you in suspense any longer. Today on the podcast, we're going to be discussing what would have happened if Alexander Fleming had not discovered penicillin on September 28th of 1928. But before we jump into today's topic, let's take a quick break to hear from one of the organizations that helped make the podcast possible. Would groceries delivered to you in as fast as one hour save you a trip to the store? Instacart makes that possible thanks to personal shoppers in your area who hand-select items based on your preferences from the stores you love. And shopping multiple stores is possible on a single order. Instacart picks the freshest produce and even keeps your eggs safe, all while finding everything you usually buy, providing smart suggestions for new items, and even highlighting deals to help you save money. And now you get free delivery on your first order over $35. Let Instacart know we sent you and help support our show by following the link in the show notes. Instacart. Groceries delivered in as fast as one hour. Welcome back to A Fork in Time, the alternate history podcast. Alexis here, and I mentioned before the break we're going to be diving into the world of scientific discovery and what would have happened if Alexander Fleming had not discovered penicillin. So a short what did set up here. We have to go through the what did before we can go through the what if. Alexander Fleming was a Scottish pharmacologist working at St. Mary's Hospital in London, where he left some Petri dishes out in his lab before going on vacation. Upon returning, he noticed that a fungus had begun growing in one of those dishes, and the bacteria immediately surrounding that fungus had been destroyed. He eventually named that uh, bacteria that he discovered penicillin. In 1931, two researchers from the University of Oxford, Howard Florey and Ernest Chain, continued with Fleming's research and were ultimately credited with the development of penicillin for use as a medicine in mice. Typically has to happen in medicine. Uh, Medicines have to be tested on animals such as mice before they come to human trial. Flash forward to the to today's date, and penicillin has become the most widely used antibiotic in the world. 
So that's the what did. Let's turn to the what if, because that's what we do here on A Fork in Time. With anything that is quote-unquote discovered, I'm using air quotes there, uh, there are two possibilities, either not discovered at all or delayed discovery. Now, at first, when I started researching, I thought the idea that penicillin would never be discovered was extremely unlikely. But the more and more convinced of that, I became as I did more research. All the work done with penicillin and other antibiotic drugs after 1928 were basically a direct result and directly influenced by Fleming in 1928 with the work he was doing. The idea of a fungus being purposely grown to kill bacteria wasn't really on scientists' radar. But that doesn't mean that we would have been up a creek without a paddle, uh, to use a common phrase in the southern United States where I am from, uh, because something else was on scientists' radar, and that were sulfonamides, which are synthetically created antibiotic medications. As early as 1932, so just four years after Fleming's accidental discovery, scientists in the lab of Bayer AG, which is div a division of the German chemical trust IG Farben, were working with sulfonamides to reduce bacterial infections in mice. Once again, we're doing uh, experiments with mice before we can move on to experiments and clinical trials. So if you don't have Fleming who was actually seen in scientific circles as being somewhat of a clumsy and forgetful lab technician, hence him leaving this petri dish out while he was going on vacation for a few weeks and coming back, accidentally leaving these petri dishes that just happened to grow some bacteria-killing fungus while he was away on vacation, we'd be talking about sulfonamides as being the preeminent way to treat thousands upon thousands of patients every year instead of penicillin. Now, both penicillin and sulfonamides do have their downsides, as with any drug. For example, I know someone in my life, and I'm sure you do too, who's actually allergic to penicillin, so they wouldn't be able to take it as an option uh, for any kind of illness. But it is interesting to consider how different the scientific world would be if that petri dish hadn't grown that mold in that London laboratory in 1928. So that's not discovered at all. We'd be dealing with sulfonamides, probably would never have had the prominence of penicillin. Again, nobody was really working on something like penicillin other than Fleming, uh, which Fleming, it was an accidental discovery. So I think sulfonamides would have been the, the medicine of the time, and we would be talking about sulfonamides today as the preeminent antibiotic. So let's switch gears a little bit to a delayed discovery, just pushing that discovery back by a few years. Pushing back the discovery of penicillin by a few years also pushes back the start of the antibiotic age. So we talked about sulfonamides before, but we need to make an important distinction here. Actually, I had a Freudian slip just a few seconds ago. Sulfonamides, although antibacterial in nature, cannot actually be classified as antibiotics because they are not made by living things like a fungus, but they are synthetically created, created in a lab. If penicillin isn't discovered in 1928, you have a delay in the discovery of other bi other antibiotics, such as streptomycin, which is used to treat tuberculosis, which was actually discovered in 1943. Streptomycin was also useful in the advancement of other developments happening in the fields of open heart and transplant surgeries. It was the discovery of penicillin that got that entire ball rolling.
Also in the real timeline, the drug was not purified and able to be used as medicine until the early 1940s. I believe 1942, if I'm remembering my research correctly. That means it was brought into the market as a viable medicine just in time to be able to treat thousands of soldiers during World War II. So if you have even a delay of just a few years with the discovery of penicillin, that pushes back the timeline for the drug production, and penicillin would not have been able to be an option to provide life-saving medicine to countless Allied soldiers on D-Day and in the missions after that in World War II. Another possible side effect of no penicillin might be the successful assassination of Adolf Hitler. There is some evidence, evidence to suggest that Hitler was actually administered penicillin after he survived the attempted assassination attempt on July 22, 1944. Hitler suffered minor injuries, but without the benefit of antibiotics like penicillin, those injuries could have become life-threatening, and the death of the Fuhrer would have allowed Operation Valkyrie, which called for the retaking of control of the German cities, the disarmament of the SS, and the arrest of Nazi leadership to be successful, leading to Germany suing for peace and the end of World War II a full nine months sooner than the real timeline. So it's interesting to think that this accidental discovery of penicillin uh, in 1928 in this lab in London could ultimately have resulted in, I'm not going to say there was no World War II, I think we still would have had an Adolf Hitler, unfortunately, uh, but Hitler might have died and that might have brought the end of World War II uh, to reality a little bit faster uh, in the real timeline if uh, he wasn't able to be administered penicillin um, was not able to survive that assassination attempt in July of 1944, and Operation Valkyrie was not able to be, uh, was able to be implemented uh, following his death. So that wraps up this episode discussing what would have happened if Alexander Fleming had not discovered penicillin. I want to thank you again for joining me today for this episode of A Fork in Time. As always, we love having you, and I love being back in the host chair. If you would like to get in touch with us, please visit our website at aforkintimepodcast.com. Remember the A is important, and the podcast is important to get to the right place. From there, you will see links to all the various podcatchers where you can access the podcast, whether that be Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or any other one. Be sure to subscribe so that you never miss an episode. They'll just appear in your feed without ha you having to do any work at all. They'll just show up every Friday, which is our release date. Remind reminder, we did switch to back to Fridays. We had gone to Thursdays. We're back on Fridays for our release date. So look for a new episode every Friday. You can also provide us feedback in a number of ways from that website as well. You can leave us a comment. You can complete the listener survey we have. And we're also so interested to hear from our listeners as part of our COVID check-in. 2020 has been an interesting year for sure, and we're still living in the midst of a pandemic. So just drop us a line checking in with us. Let us know you're okay. Let us know where you're listening from and what's going on in your life as we work through these interesting and somewhat challenging times. It doesn't matter if you've been with us since the beginning or if you just found us. We would love to hear from you. You can also find links to our social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Pinterest, and those are great ways for you to connect with us, but also tell other people about the podcast. Share the episodes with people you might think might find them interesting. Last but certainly not least on that website, you will find a link to our Patreon page. If you're so inclined and you'd be able to support the podcast, we would love for you to help us out to defray just a little bit of the costs that do come with uh, hosting the podcast. 
But of course, the easiest way you can support us is by giving us your time when you listen, whether you're in the car, even though that might not be as regular of an occurrence these days, you're getting ready in the morning, or you're just having a lazy day around the house. Any way you listen, we appreciate it. So this is Alexa Shelley signing off for another episode of A Fork in Time. I'll end as always with that famous Yogi Berra adage that we tweak just a little bit here on the show. If you find a fork in time, take it. Have a great day, everyone. Thanks for listening to A Fork in Time, the alternate history podcast. Learn more about the podcast at www.aforkintimepodcast.com. Join us next time.